0: Hello! I'm excited you found your way here. I'm your host, Ashley Rennick, and you're listening to Waldorfy. In each episode, I explore and explain Waldorf education and its anthroposophical roots. Hello everybody, and as always, thank you so much for listening in. This is a very exciting trailer episode for you. The trailer episodes for each season, I just announced the theme here, and then I always try to make it a little special and do something a little different. Today, I don't have anything in mind to be super creative, but I did bring a special guest, my husband, Tobin, back, just to speak with me for a few minutes, a little bit about his experience with Wilder Fijicke. He's come on the podcast um, before to speak. So, you know, the show notes page for this episode can be found at waldorfy.com forward slash season five trailer. Before we get started, I quickly want to tell you about my favorite shoe company, Softstar Shoes. Softstar makes minimal shoes for happy, healthy feet. Every one of their shoes is handcrafted in the U.S. in their workshop in Oregon. They work hard to make Softstar a socially and environmentally responsible company, as well as giving a good experience to both employees and customers. What's their specialty? Handcrafted, minimal, simple leather shoes. Although I first discovered Softstar when searching for great shoes made sustainably for my toddler, I've become completely sold on their goodies for myself. In winter, I'm thoroughly enjoying my cozy Softstar slippers, but my absolute favorite shoe is the Primal Sawyer. Everywhere I go, everyone asks me where I got these cool shoes. More than that, though, they're beyond comfortable. They feature a zero-drop Vibram sole that my feet just love. I'm someone who usually has achy feet, but not in my SoftStars. One of the things I love about star shoes when I discovered them for my son is how they're designed to allow your feet and toes to splay naturally and contact the earth comfortably. Of course, this is crucial for the health of young developing feet, and now I've come to realize, I think it's what my feet really needed too. You can learn more and shop by visiting their website, softstarshoes.com, Plus, you can get 10% off your order at Softstar Shoes until April 12th, 2021 with the coupon code WALDORFY. That's W-A-L-D-O-R-F-Y. And that's good for items excluding clearance and accessories and cannot be combined with other Softstar discounts. So go check them out for yourself at softstarshoes.com. And again, that coupon code WALDORFY is just good through April 12th, 2021. So as I mentioned before, Tobin has been on the podcast once before. I think it was, what, season two, maybe.
1: Trailer for season two.
0: Trailer for season two was your debut. Yeah. So he's back, and we, he's back because it's a little bit relevant to this upcoming season, which is Waldorf through the grades. What does that mean what does that entail? So I had a lot of questions from listeners that are, well, what do you do in first grade? What do you do in second grade? Especially because there are different things introduced in the Waldorf curriculum at different ages when they're developmentally appropriate, according to the view of human development that's in alignment with Waldorf education. So that being said, um, I decided that the best way that we could go about talking about in that in detail was going through each grade. So what I'm doing this season is having an experienced Waldorf teacher come on the podcast and speak about um, a grade that they've done. I think so far everyone I've interviewed has at least done twice of the grade that we're talking about in the particular episode, some maybe even three times. Um, so the are really experienced teachers talking about their understanding of child development for that age group, um, for that age child, and then what within the Waldorf curriculum is meeting that child at that phase of development. So there's all kinds of interesting stuff that kind of comes up under that. And then beyond that, we're also talking about the different blocks, the different things that are introduced through the Waldorf curriculum. And they're all introduced in these different grades for different reasons. Everything is so kind of specific. And that's really one of the things that I was most interested in in pursuing in the podcast in the first place was everything in Waldorf education, as I started to learn more now as a parent, is so purposeful, so you know intentional. So in this season, I'm really hoping to get into exploring that purpose, that reasoning, that understanding, um, the root understanding of the Waldorf kind of approach to understanding child development and then how you meet a child through education with that approach, basically. So it's going to be pretty exciting. What do you think, Tobin? Did I kind of like fill in most of the details about the season?
1: Yeah, to my understanding of it, I I think you got (laughs) it just right. It is your podcast after all, so I, I hope you know what you're talking about.
0: Well, that's the thing, you know, I'm I've said so many times, I feel like every trailer episode is also a time for me to say that I'm not an expert by any means. Um, I went to a Waldorf school grades one through eight, Tobin over here. I'm going to call you my even extra professional because you went 12 plus years.
1: Yes, K through 12.
0: K through 12. So you have even a little more experience. But it's kind of interesting when you're a student because when we experience it as kids, and we've talked about this before, you don't get told, oh, this is the nine-year change, for instance, in like basically the third grade. And here's how we're going to help you through that or like observe this part of your development and help you, you know, to become... An amazing human being like we don't have any understanding of going through that but later learning about it and looking back it's pretty interesting actually and
1: yeah that the teachers are caring for you a lot more than you would ever know I guess in in that regard
0: yeah especially I feel like in your experience which was so different than my experience I had it's interesting because in this series it's come up at least three times, because I feel like I'm reliving interviewing these teachers, like my own personal experience going through the grades. And you know, Tobin, I was like a really passionate student and super into the different things you're doing all the time. And I love having Tobin on the podcast because (laughs) you are not that student. You were like, school's boring. You were like, I want to play outside. We had very different teacher experiences as well. So my grades teacher, grades one through eight was Arthur Hour. In my grades five through eight, I had Aunt Alex Frangelo, who's also very good. But in this series that I've that we've been doing with the teachers three times already, we've talked about Arthur Hour and how he's like the pro, you know, like one of the best ever. <laughs> the goat. And he was so amazing, you know. And you had make many different teachers. We had this joke actually going with your class that you guys had like a bunch of faculty kids in your class and you were so debaucherous no one wanted to teach you or something.
1: Yeah, I guess we ate the teachers alive. <laughs> Too many faculty brats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I guess we had four teachers over the over the 8 years.
0: Yeah. So, like I said at the beginning, there are different phases that children go through developmentally according to the, you know, Waldorf approach and Steiner's observations about child development. And one of those things that's going to come up in this series is talking about the nine-year change. So my understanding of it, which like I said, I'm not the expert. to have the experts come to talk to me about it. But it's um, that you are experiencing kind of shifts in development and changes and sometimes a lot more than at other times. So the nine year change is one of those moments and looking back. And I was speaking about this actually in the episode about third grade, I do have memories of like going through that period of time actually. And what it was like, do you have memories about that Tobin?
1: Uh, I remember doing an animal report in in third grade.
0: No, Uh, that wasn't third grade. That was fourth grade.
1: See, there you go. (laughs) I, I guess I don't remember. Um, but I do, we did do a farm trip
0: Yes, that was third grade. Third grade.
1: I -hmm. don't know if, I I don't remember any specific nine-year change, of course. But uh, yeah, as you kind of mentioned, for me, I always connected with the stuff we did outdoors much more than I did, um, you know, the classroom work. And I think, I mean, Waldorf, I think, was uh, really good at meeting me where I needed to be met as far as like all the little games you do. Uh, even if you're learning math, you know, basic addition and subtraction, you're doing it with like acorns or stones um, or beanbag tossing games. Um, and the, all the kids are kind of saying them together as you're tossing around a, a beanbag around during circle time. And I think that sort of stuff was very helpful for me, uh, just getting to be active and uh, staying engaged that way. Uh Definitely captured my attention better than just sitting at a desk. Um,
0: Yeah, I can't even imagine if you'd been in a really traditional classroom without all of that physical activity. That's one of the things that we talk about in this season, actually, is the rhythm of the day and how that's designed to meet Again, I'm going to use this term so many times, the child where they're developmentally at. So when you have a first, second, or third grader come in the room, um, really it's the rhythm is this part of the rhythm is kind of consistent almost through all eight grades. You do something physical. It's like the first thing you get up and something physical is the start. Um, whether it's kind of around in a circle at your classroom or if it's at your desk, like you're always getting up and moving and doing something um, to get you warmed up to learn basically. And it's hard for me to imagine you not having all of those opportunities to like move and basically play almost through learning.
1: Yeah. And as can be seen by the career I chose, I was very much a person that needed to move and uh, be up and active. Uh, For those of you that don't know, I'm a, a performer, acrobat, juggler, comedian. Uh, so, and that was introduced to me through the Waldorf School that we both attended. Uh, so that was a a huge turning point in my life, even though I didn't know it at all at the time, other than just falling in love with doing it as a hobby. Uh, but that's another opportunity to to move and learn through your body and the physical side.
0: Yeah, and I think. You know, we've talked about the different blocks and how we experience them through the grades. I feel like one of the blocks that you must remember the most is Greek mythology in the fifth grade. You remember learning about Greek mythology, particularly maybe competing in the Olympics.
1: Yeah, definitely remember the training <laughs> for the Greek Olympics probably more than I remember all the Greek myths. But uh, there are, uh, some of the names still stand out.
0: Yeah, and talking with the teachers in this season, because I can't remember... I guess it was second grade, and I said to the second grade teacher, and I hope I don't put our teachers to shame when I say this. He didn't think so. I said um, that you and I don't know that we can really recall any of the fables that we learned in the second grade curriculum. I don't remember any. Do you?
1: Uh, I'm sure I would recognize them if, if I heard them again, because uh, it's something that I think is in there, but it's not uh, something that I can recall without having a a refresher. But I also have a pretty, I mean, you're always telling me I have a terrible memory. I I don't feel like I had very, a ton of early childhood memories, but I I do believe it's in there. It just has to be, you know, brought up by a a quick little reminder.
0: Yeah. So anyways, I was telling him that I don't feel like I could recall any of them. And he was saying to me, if my students were to say at your Age, you know, later in their thirties that they don't remember any of the fables that wouldn't surprise me and wouldn't disappoint me. And he was saying that that's not the point is those particular stories in that grade. It's the lessons that you learn from those stories and the lessons, you know, learning about courage and, um, you know, just kind of how do you participate in being a human on the earth? How do you observe the world? How do you, you know, treat others and that sort of thing, That you learn, because I was saying this actually about also the first grade curriculum, second grade curriculum, a little bit less with third grade, but I feel like you're becoming a little more like perceptive to themes and that um, when you go through the nine year change, or as we will talk about later in the season, you'll come to find out so early on, you know, you're, it's, it's so different that you're just not being told something directly. You're learning through a story and it's, that's how it's impacting you the most, you know, the themes of the story, not actually the stories themselves, like the fairy tales. Same thing. I don't really remember learning about like fairy tales in first grade. Yeah. It's the themes that, you know, come in through these different stories earlier in the grades. And then, you know, of course those grade, the blocks and the themes become, you know, tied to much more the older that you get as you move through the school. So I'm curious about your Waldorf experience and if you remember any time doing something within the curriculum that you were actually like excited to go to school to do like blocks that you were like, Oh, what's going to happen today?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think as we've discussed, school was never, um, a super passion for me. Uh, I loved getting to see my friends every day. And, um, when my parents gave me the option of, uh, not going to school and homeschooling or going to a public school, I very quickly made the decision I wanted to stay at Pine Hill and keep going to Waldorf School. Uh, So uh, I did appreciate it clearly when you put it in perspective like that. And then as far as a a block or something that I really liked, I I loved geometry. I loved uh, drawing the the pictures using the compasses and making the beautiful, um, you know, kind of flower images that you can make, um, and then also building the platonic solids was fun. We had uh, patterns that we could cut out of uh, paper and then fold them up and create the different platonic solids. Remember liking that, and uh, science uh, anytime we got to do like hands on. Um, experiments remember doing some that we had to go outside in case stuff burst into flame so that you know that's always exciting as a kid uh, to get to to do something where you're you're really hands-on and experiencing it
0: It's interesting to hear you describe that because so far the interviews that I've done have been with the earlier grades teachers. And while we're recording this, and the setup for that, what you just talked about in the engagement in the sciences, is being the observer and being participatory in the study of natural sciences as a little kid, being like actually just being outside and like experiencing, touching, drawing, learning about like the natural world before getting into like the hard, you know, core info about the breakdown of all of those things that comes later. And yeah, I think I like that. I like science stuff for that reason too. And then of course you get to do circus, which was, is not certainly part of every like Waldorf curriculum, but we found like since at the time that we had, we went to Waldorf school. So I graduated, you graduated grade 12 and what?
1: 2003.
0: 2003, and I graduated in 2006 from grade 12. So at the time, we were like 13, 14 when we were doing circus in our Waldorf school. I think, and I'm not sure, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, there was only one other Waldorf school doing a circus program.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I I mean, I was probably a little younger when there was only one other school doing it, because then, I mean, through Jackie in our school... Um, she really was passionate about spreading it to other Waldorf schools. So one of the missions of Flying Gravity Circus, which Jackie uh, founded with some of her students, uh, myself being one of them, um, was to go and perform at other Waldorf schools and sell tickets for a a modest price. And then all the, the money that was collected went towards starting a circus program at that Waldorf school. So that money would go towards buying them circus props and... So they could learn circus as well. And this is
0: actually also how we met. Although I knew you before high school from like a distance because you were, you know, a few years ahead of me. But then through Flying Gravity, we had all the same friends. And I will, I'll put a link on the show notes page for this episode to Flying Gravity. Because we have to, you know, if you want interested in checking it out and what Flying Gravity does. And they've like totally expanded and grown.
1: If you're listening to this and happen to be in the... Wilton, New Hampshire area, and you have kids, they could be a part of it.
0: Oh, yeah. It's really special. We've actually, last year, we even coached a little bit. and So that, you know, like I said, Waldorf Waldorf through the grades is the theme for this season. It's very exciting. We're talking about kind of all the things. There was one other note, actually, I wanted to make about the theme for this season, and that is that as you're listening to this season, I want you to keep in mind, the guests for this season, the way they go about describing the curriculum, I've noticed in every interview I've done, sounds at the onset, super boring. And I just want people to like keep this in mind that because I was listening and it was like, that is not what I experienced. They're like, well, we go between blocks about like language arts, math, and then, you know, maybe natural science. And I'm like, I'm asking you, Tobin, is that what you experienced? That sounds so boring to me. I remember like now we've got number gnomes and now we've got like letters, but through like mountain pictures and like. It was so engaging. It wasn't and just to hear the teachers like adult analysis of how they're organizing their curriculum
1: (laughs) Yeah, well they weren't telling you how they present it. They were telling you what they were presenting. I guess might be the difference.
0: Yes. And that's what I want the listeners to be very tuned into in this season. And I try to bring that in a little bit because I experienced it and now I'm learning about it from like the adult perspective. But that's just something I think that's super important to keep kind of tuned into because the way we talk about it is like maybe interesting to listen to as an adult. But as a kid... If I were a seven-year-old going, language, arts, math, language, arts, math, I'd be like, this Waldorf thing sounds pretty boring, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that is something I remember from one of the earlier grades are the number gnomes. And uh, for those of you that didn't attend Waldorf school, uh, is it a second grade thing or a third grade thing? The number, the number gnomes?
0: gnomes. I really could be like maybe any grade actually think that's
1: the early ones. yeah but
0: first actually think
1: first second or third but what I wanted to say about the number gnomes is you get to take them home and they're you know there's one there's a plus gnome a minus gnome a multiplication gnome and a division gnome and they each were a different color I think uh, green red blue and yellow if I remember and you could take one home And that, I do remember being very special, getting to take home a number gnome.
0: Someone different got to take a gnome home every day. There's only four, and there's lots of you. That's my question. Correct,
1: yes. Yeah. And I don't think it had anything to do with getting a math problem right or anything. I think it just kind of rotated through. It's like, oh, it's Tobin's turn to take home division gnome.
0: Okay, because what was going through my head next was Tobin was taking home all of these gnomes, and I was never taking home any gnomes because (laughs) I was not... Getting any of my math problems right, my I don't remember that at all. But I do remember the stones, which we got to take home, and we didn't have any homework in those early grades. But I remember another
1: taking, huge highlight of Waldorf education, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not like we didn't have homework forever, but we did not have homework for the early grades. I mean, yeah, all every, the
1: way through third grade, I think
0: for sure third. And some teachers even we did not have homework through animal fourth. report. That's true, animal report we talked about fourth grade that was like a project that was but you could take some things home and what's interesting is so there's not a teacher sending you home in first grade like here go work on your math but you can take your bag of stones that you learned how to do math with in this story and take them home and see what happens when you put five over here and seven over here and it was like "Ooh, exciting I'm gonna go home and do that and that's what kind of kid I was and loved it and was loving to learn about math and what I was going to say earlier when you were talking about the number gnomes is that the process, the four processes are introduced at the same time, which is not actually traditionally done always. And I thought that was interesting. That's, I mean, maybe not entirely unique to Waldorf, but um, yeah, that's not uh, traditionally done all over the place. So what are we doing as we're wrapping up here? I am doing this series On Waldorf through the grades, so we'll have an episode for each grade going one through eight. So there'll be eight episodes in this season. Yes, we have to talk about high school. I'm not going to do that in this in this season. Um, I'm probably going to do that in its own little set of kind of episodes. And so many people have asked me about that because the the high school curriculum is a lot of rigorous academic study happening in there that I feel like not that it's not like rigorous academics, but it just accelerates so much between like grade seven, eight, nine compared to grades one, two, and three for, for instance. So that will be a different set of episodes. And then you have not worked in many months, Tobin, and you're going to work soon.
1: Yeah, I'm going to get to go back to work in a, uh, as COVID safe way as possible down in Florida.
0: Yeah, we'll be doing you will be doing some shows there, juggling, comedy and acrobatics. And if you are in Florida, <laughs> or South Florida, that's that's where we where we will be for February and March and then we come back here to New Hampshire in April. And then what happens after that?
1: I don't know. Is there something happening? There's something happening, oh, I think. What?
0: Then we're having a baby. What? <laughs> um so that this
1: is how you're going to tell me we're having a baby.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to be able to use that because you're yelling into your mic. P.S. <laughs> if you think you're being cute. Um, we are having a baby. Our second baby in. Well, maybe May, maybe April. We'll see. Probably first week of May. And we're really excited about that. And then I will be taking a break from the podcast for a little while. And
1: but don't worry, you'll still have me. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think that there probably will be some really, actually, a couple of really cool bonus episodes planned. And I that I just basically am kind of kind of going to throw those in there um, while I'm out having like a nice long maternity leave, um, and then we'll go back to doing series at some point. But I don't want to kind of put the pressure on myself, so that's what's happening with us. And. Waldorf through the grades. It's pretty exciting. If you want to support this season, the best way to do that is through our Patreon account, which you can learn more about at waldorfee.com forward slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. That's a way that you can make a small monthly contribution to the podcast that really contributes to me being able to continue to do this work. Um, It's basically made it entirely possible to continue to run this show while, you know, you've been unemployed and I've been, we've all, we've basically been doing like all these odd jobs over the last like few months, you know, and just having the Patreon support has made it be like, oh yeah, this podcast, it's fun and people like it and we can keep doing it. So, um, I think all of the Patreon supporters like beyond, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, that's where you can become a supporter. Also, when you leave a review on Apple podcasts, that also means, the world or just, you know, sending a nice message or comment also is great or feedback on the show. So I thank you for all the support that you all bring to the show and all the ways that you bring it. And I certainly hope that you enjoy this season. I have not recorded all of the episodes for the season. So if you do have a question, um, about a grade, um, you know, and I haven't done the interview yet, certainly send it over each, uh, episode in the season will be titled Uh, for instance first grade and the first grader because we're talking about both the child the developmental stage that they are at and then the curriculum and how they're meeting so that's how each episode will be titled and yeah so looking forward to sharing it with all of you the first episode will be in just two weeks so stay tuned